0: Hey, everyone. It's time for another edition of Beaver Banter. Beaver here. It's the Beaver Banter Podcast. I'm CJ Baumgartner. My co-host is Ian Rivers. It's a great day to be a beaver, and it's finally starting to warm up in places across Minnesota. Still probably a little chillier up in Bemidji, but... Hey, starting to look a little bit more like spring. Ian Rivers, my co-host. Hey, Ian. Um, sports are sports are happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everybody that follows Bemidji State athletics kind of knows to get you know they know what spring sports are about here, and it's it's a little bit of slower of a news season and a news cycle for the campus, um, but we actually do have. A fairly decent headline to start off with, and that is that the Bemidji State men's golf team won their first NSIC championship this weekend since 2000 to secure an NCAA super regional bid. Um, I was a little bit astounded when I saw that the entire team won the tournament. Um, I know that that this Ben Corbett fellow has been generating great news for the Beavers almost all season long, you know, he's been breaking records and setting new personal bests, even won an individual tournament by himself or finished second, maybe in it um, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, But now the whole team won first out of 10 teams at the NSIC championships. So that's, that's some really good, really good headline Uh, and, and congratulations to the entire team uh, for Bemidji State men's golf.
0: Yeah, I mean, just a a really cool accomplishment, especially considering 2000. Ian, where were you in uh, in late April of the year 2000, celebrating mm. this uh, momentous achievement for the Beavers?
1: Yeah, I probably still would have had a big sugar high from the month before uh, my third birthday. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's about where I was at. So that's anytime you can make that good of an impression in that long of a time span—23 years that it's been—that's um, that's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, exactly. And for them to, to do it, like you said, uh, the the way the golf scores are tabulated, like I don't know if it's a team average. I don't quite know how Division II stacks that up in terms of giving a team score. But again, for Bemidji State to do this, it's a big achievement, especially uh, just considering men's golf has had some successful golfers in the past, but for them to get a good group together and get, to the conference, get a conference championship is huge. And like we talked about, there's not a ton of springs sports going on at least a ton of very uh competitive successful things to go after because not just ian did they win the conference but they also earn a trip to the ncaa super regionals that's coming up soon
1: yeah so i from what i'm gathering based off the article they just combine everybody's score so when you say i shot a 72 out of 70 today and so that means you ended the day plus two so they they add up each golfer's score um, so I'll just read this blip from bsubeavers.com. Uh, Bemidji State ended up with rounds of 296, 295, and 289, saving their best round for last when they needed it to hold off Winona State. The Beavers collected a 16-over-880 with Winona State coming in a stroke behind at 881 to finish runner-up. So one stroke out of all of those rounds is what it took for Bemidji State to win. Uh, Minnesota State rounded out the top three with a 900. Winona State's Gabe Goodman won the individual title with a 3-under 213 to win by six strokes. So, um, Also, the Beavers had three golfers earn all-tournament team honors for finishing in the top five. Freshman Rylan Petrie and Caden Lick tied for second with three over 90, uh, 219s. While freshman Logan Shup, I believe is how you pronounce that, placed fifth with a four over 220. So, I mean, a lot of good. And notice I didn't even say Ben Corbin in there. So that's just another, um, three guys that are and seemingly young. Like these guys are young guys. Uh, Logan Shup and Riley Petrie. <laughs> freshman so this this team could be like we've joked about uh making bemidji state a golf school and at least golf school yeah giving some some positive headlines to the spring sports uh for years to come so congrats to those guys that's that's really cool to be able to actually um and i believe that that's three nsic championships um in this season for um The Beavers, obviously, football having, yeah, football having a shared title, and then um, soccer not winning regular season but winning the conference tournament, so three NSIC championships in a single season. Um, That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. it's a very successful season uh, for a lot of the athletic departments, but for men's golf, like you say, to have this young group together and I mean, it's a, the same way across the NSIC. I think every school now. Some of the southern schools get a bit more of an advantage when they can get out and how soon before they have to pack it in in the fall. But Bemidji State's the northmost, unless Moorhead maybe just a touch. Basically, the same or Duluth. But like to get to to get this opportunity especially considering the weather conditions considering that they're i mean i know where they're practicing they're practicing in the glass field house they're practicing up on that upper uh uh, level right at the top of the old bleachers there's a golf simulator right there they're just like everybody else in minnesota they've been using the simulator a ton and for them to have the natural talent just to be good at golf and then to be able to to have the fortitude to be able to hold it in and improve your game while doing that. And and I guess that's the only thing I'm not, I've golfed a few times in my life. I'm not a good golfer by any stretch of the imagination, but I have to imagine that this season being mostly uh, cold and a lot of times going to these Southern climates and maybe that's how it's always been. But for a lot of these Northern schools that didn't necessarily get a ton of opportunity to be outside in the later part of the season, I wonder if that, factors into anything just making the other teams rusty does it give an advantage i don't i'm just spitballing here
1: yeah and when i'm looking at this there was only 10 teams that competed in this tournament uh in the nsic championships i'm not sure if there's more teams than that in uh, the nsic um maybe they only take the top 10 teams from the regular uh, i guess i shouldn't say regular season but um there's no Minnesota Duluth on this list, there's no Moorhead on this list. Um there is Crookston, Minot State and Crookston
0: is one I forgot that could be.
1: Yep, and then University of Mary. So those are three kind of northern schools, but everybody else is in South Dakota and southern Minnesota. So it's it's interesting that Bemidji State kind of has that top of the line You know, golf program, at least for this year, uh, given, like you said, the geographical boundaries that they have to to leapfrog to kind of get there.
0: Yeah. And I think just overall, I mean, it's men's golf like it's not necessarily the football program being dominant, but it is a nice little feather in the cap for Bemidji state, like you said, adding to the conference titles that they've already earned as an athletic department this year, but overall uh, just a solid season. Congrats to those boys. And Hey, uh, you might as well make a run. You've already gotten this far.
1: Yeah. So the NCAA super regional um, that will be may 11th through 13th. That's a Thursday through Saturday. We've been talking about how we're going to go about covering that. Um, So we'll keep you posted. Just follow our Twitters. um, You know, we'll keep you posted on, on how we're going to cover that, but yeah, May 11th through May 13th will be the NCAA super regionals uh, that the Beavers will be competing in. So I guess with that being said, let's transition quickly into women's golf and just touch on the fact that they will be wrapping up their season this weekend, uh, Friday through Sunday, April 28th through 30th in their rendition of the NSIC championships. And it hasn't quite been the same, successful storylines this season. Um, There's not a ton to hold your hat on um, and to, to be happy about in terms of results performance, maybe individually, some of these girls are having good seasons, um, but as a team, it hasn't quite been the same success level, but you know, if there's ever a time to start uh, having great performances, it's, it's going to be in Smithville, uh, Missouri this coming weekend.
0: Yeah. And like you said, a season that they are looking to just try and end on a high note and another sport, another team that's lo- that ended their season and kind of more looking towards the future is women's tennis. Um, they wrapped up at the Gillette uh, against the Mustangs, I believe, was their final uh, matchup of the season. And again, did tennis have a spectacular season? No, not really. They finished uh, two and
1: 15, I, two and
0: 15. Yeah, but one and
1: 10 in the conference,
0: one and 10. In the conference. This is not ideal, but. Uh, They don't have any seniors on their roster. I mean, you have upperclassmen Sophie Groen and Isabella Nelson, uh, who are juniors who will be back next season, theoretically. Um, You have Nicoletta Anastati, probably butchering that last name, but Lily Jones and Lexi Lettner were all sophomores. Blanca, Lopez, Oro, Laura Berger, and Amelia Sand, all freshmen. So again, uh, is it a young, young team? Uh, But like, also, you're not graduating any seniors, so the hope is that you can kind of build it again and have uh kind of ride it back next year. Everybody has another year under their belts to build that momentum. There wasn't a ton of success to build off of uh, results wise, but again, uh, just something to look forward to is that that's a team that's hopefully looking to take a nice step forward next season.
1: Yeah. And he, you know what, here's my take on, uh, even though you didn't have a great season as a team and, and record wise, you know, I think, if you haven't seen the clip of the Boston College basketball player, you know, when he was asked after his final game in the ACC tournament, this was probably five, six, seven years ago, what was your favorite memory here at Boston College? And he just broke down crying, and he just said, probably just going out to eat. Mm-hmm. That's what this is about, man. I mean, yeah, they went 2-15 and 15 this season, but and you could probably say the same thing about women's volleyball and the baseball team and women's golf. They're out there and they're having fun, I would hope, and they're making memories um that will hopefully last a lifetime. And this is division two college athletics. We're not talking about, you know, a football player going to Ohio State, and yeah, if they go nine and three, they're looked at as like a failure. Um, this is this is a little bit less serious than that. And at the end of the day, sure, they went two and fifteen overall, one and ten in the conference, but I guarantee you those two wins are going to be memories that they hold with them for the rest of their lives. And like you said, the team can only go up. They're all young. They're all going to grow together. And I know you probably play individually a lot of the time in tennis, um, especially at the D2 level, but I I think that there's reason to be excited if you're one of these girls for the future. And uh, hopefully that's something that they take into the off season.
0: Well, and it's like you mentioned the fact that uh, it's a little bit of an individualized sport, especially we talk about with golf And with tennis and track and field, cross country, there's team aspects of it, but it's an individual sport and you're trying to win your battle. And at the end of the day, and even with some of the other sports, it's the same thing. You get to play the sport you love at a highly competitive level when a lot of people stop at high school, if they even get that far. Uh, so for them, you know, whether they had a great season as a team, I'm sure they'd like to, but again, it's still a really cool opportunity to no matter what, get to call yourself a division two athlete, something that a lot of people don't get the opportunity to say. So congratulations to everybody on their seasons as they're wrapping up as we get into uh, late April. But Ian, I think uh, we need to dive into a couple sports that we're not quite ready to to talk about. Uh, just yet in terms of just mentally wanting to to go through this. but let's start it out with softball. And uh, as we l- talked last week, we're like, hey, they got some positive momentum going here. Maybe they could have a good next week, they have a few games and started off nice, get a win over Wayne State and then they that capped off a five game winning streak. That was immediately followed by a five game losing streak. So they lost all that ground that they gained which is frustrating and things just haven't gone well uh, playing St. Cloud State, playing Upper Iowa, doing all this kind of stuff. But um, I think at the end of the day, they still have an opportunity to be in the NSIC tournament if things break their way in the final weekend of the season. I think there's uh, three series and they're each double headers I believe is how that works out and they're all going to be at the BSU softball field which I believe are the first games that they're going to play is their last weekend of the year actually on their their home field which again we talk about the constraints of playing a spring sport in Bemidji you don't get onto the field until late April which if your high school team is not great but not the end of the world if you're a college team you're wrapping up your season
1: yeah, that's that's a big thing, and I'm sure they're very excited about that. Um, when you're looking at the standings, uh, the the four games that they've just recently lost were against Augustan and St. Cloud State. That's the top team in the conference and the fifth-place team in the conference. The one that you would love to have back is the 3-4 loss against Wayne State, who currently sits uh, just third from the bottom. Uh, so that's one that you would love to have back. They're just 12-36 overall. Um, and and we're sitting a little bit closer to 500 at 19 and 23. Um, But I think the good news is that the the easy work's kind of in front of them. Obviously, it's not going to be easy. Nothing is easy. You have to go out there and play. But looking at the three games that are remaining, this is big. The Minnesota Crookston series that got postponed earlier this season is actually going to be made up. And Crookston is currently sitting in 15th place in the conference with a record of 16 and 27 overall and 4 and 14 in the conference. Those are two games that you could hopefully go out and sweep, especially at home with the advantage being in the bottom of the inning offensively. And then you have teams like Southwest Minnesota State and Sioux Falls who are currently sitting right above you in the standings. uh, Southwest is currently in ninth, and Sioux Falls is in eighth. Bemidji State did drop out of that top 10. With that five-game losing streak, they sit in 11th. But this is going to be a huge final six games coming up Thursday, Saturday, Sunday of this coming week and weekend. I think they probably have to go. I, I I don't know because there's so many teams that have different numbers of games played, so it's not easy math to do. I would think at a minimum four and two, and I would think five and one, six and zero. Oh, you should probably be able to jump up and get in there. I don't know that I expect six and zero. Oh, um, but this is basically the playoffs, uh, for the softball team, because like I said, if they don't win some, most of these games, they probably will be on the outside looking in. And it, it kind of depends on what Concordia St. Paul does, you know, with the rest of their games and what SMSU does with their other games. So maybe we do go four and two and, and sneak in, you know, because other than beating us once SMSU lost every other game that they had to play. We, we don't know. It, it's, it's all going to be coming very rapidly. Um. And that's kind of the kind of the crucial part. You got so many games in a short period of time, it's going to come and it's going to be it's going to be quick, you know, you're going to know within three days um, from, you know, Thursday, uh, whether or not they're in but hopefully they can, you know, extend their season by another weekend, Uh, as we touched on the NSIC tournament is a double elimination tournament, and it's the top 10 teams in the conference that get to go to that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we talk about the the competitive games, the basically, like you said, playoff atmosphere games. The benefit is, is that they are all home, which is a huge thing. And you get the little added motivation of getting back on the BSU softball field and being able to play that way. But the other motivation is, is that you're playing the competitive games at the end of the season, which is something that they did not do last season. They ended last season on a five game losing streak but it really didn't matter because they only won 11 games last season. They were 11 and 39 and they only won eight games in the NSIC. So for them to take the step up this season and to uh, be where they're at right now, they have eight conference wins already with six more to go. So they have a chance to build off that they played better in the non conference portion of their schedule. It's just a nice little step up for this program. And again, we want them to get into the NSIC tournament, but it's just that natural progression of trying to build back up this softball program and building up what head coach Jordan Peterson wants to do. And I, I mean, it's not ideal. You'd obviously like to be in a spot to clinch or maybe worried about seeding in a higher spot and not necessarily getting in to play the one, but it's still a win. And it's still something that you really want to have for your program because again we talk about with the other sports how you just want to keep playing the game you love and to get two more games in the spring especially with how bad the weather's been to get a couple more opportunities to play in better weather uh definitely something that they'd want to do
1: yeah you're absolutely right i mean it, even with uh even if they miss. The NSIC tournament this season is still a step up and still an improvement and still probably a win in this team's book. Like you said, they only mm-hmm. had what eleven wins last year overall, yep. and now they're sitting at nineteen, I believe. I mean, this mm-hmm. is this has been a pretty good season, and you know, just to have these games at the end of the season—that's kind of what we talked about with the basketball program. And then they ended up uh, exceeding our expectations in the postseason too. Is like just to be able to be here in in February and say, "Wow, these games matter." These games matter to the men's basketball team, and that's what that's what's cool to say about the softball team uh, as com- as compared to last year's team is that these games kind of matter. You know, if you if you win them, you're going to go to the NSIC tournament, and you're going to have a chance to at least win a couple games. And you know, it's double elimination, so you know we'll see how how far they can go. But I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, but but I think it's doable. I mean, this team. They've shown against the bottom of the conference that they they really, for the most part, can take care of business, you know, and then against the top teams, they they don't always show up. We had that win against Duluth earlier this uh, this conference season, this month, uh, 1-0 victory there, um, and I think we've shown improvement. You know, the first game against Augustana, we lost 2-11 to 11 in five innings. And then we come out and go 5-0, and we only lose by five. And then it's an 8-0 loss in five innings to St. Cloud State, and it's a 1-5 to loss. So you can take those little, you know, advantages, and maybe it's just St. Cloud State and Augustana letting off the gas a little bit because they're like, wow, we already kind of beat these girls into the ground in game one. Let's just kind of, kind of chill in game two here. Maybe that's a little bit of it. But I think that they're building some confidence here coming down towards the end of the season. Hopefully they can – Get a sweep over Minnesota Crookston on Thursday and then be ready to go in those huge games against people that are right above you uh, with the Mustangs and uh, University of Sioux Falls.
0: Yeah, and it's a good opportunity, like you said, just to make some noise, see what happens and uh, and get to do all that stuff. So let's focus in on the last sport that we really have to touch on. And we'll kind of make this brief because. It's not been something we really want to delve into, but it's Bemidji State Baseball has had another rough week. Uh, They have not won a game in a calendar month. Uh, If you go back to their last win, Ian, I have it pulled up, bsubeavers.com, their schedule. So they last played on Monday, April 24th, where they lost 6 to nothing to Southwest Minnesota State, getting swept in three games. But that game on April 24th, their last win on the schedule was March 26th at uh, uh against sioux falls and that uh that that's was a month, a month ago a month that's, today. that's a month
1: ago today <laughs> yeah so yeah.
0: Uh, i mean look we didn't expect this team to be good there wasn't it's just more of it's still you know what's coming but it's still not fun to watch and yeah i mean there's really nothing much else to say one in 25 in the conference this season only two wins overall two and 39 uh I mean, there's not much you can say. That's going to make it better. Uh, their season uh, is slowly working to a close. They're going to play a double header uh, against St. Cloud state in Bemidji. Then they're going to go out to Bismarck on uh, next Tuesday. And then a week from Friday, they're out in my other against Minot state in Bemidji to close out the season and wrap things up. But I mean it's pretty much just a a, mar- a march to the finish and to, to get this season over and forget it really ever happened.
1: Yeah, and when you look at where the beavers have been it's it's been tough and we've talked about it I don't want to beat a dead horse here you know we just brought up as long as these guys are are doing what they can and having fun and, you know, at the end of the day, I guess that's all that I really there's care about. It's probably not sounds...
0: much fun in going two and 39 though. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, especially like I'm such a competitive person. Like people would be like, well, at least they're out there, you know, having fun. And it's probably like, there's probably people listening to me be like, dude, how do you expect me to have fun right now we've won two out of 41 games well, I mean but, uh... there's a couple
0: guys who you know have a have a great individual season because baseball and softball as much as they're team sports they are individual sports in the sense that you really can only can control what you do in a sense if you're a hitter you can hit a double but it's contingent upon the other guys to bring you in so it's that kind of sense of an individual it's an individual sport in that sense that's also a team sport so but even still even if you're having a great year it's not like you can trot around like you're uh yeah. it's great uh like things are going great when everybody else is not so right it's, it's been rough
1: yeah st Cloud state and minot state they're pretty good baseball programs uh 22 and 24 wins apiece. you marry only 15 wins on the season i i say only you know rooting for a team that's only got two but um you know let's let's go for one and six over these last seven games let's get a win End the season on some sort of positive note and uh we'll go from there
0: yeah i mean pretty much there's not a not a ton to be excited about with this bsu team especially considering the the i mean the offense has been kind of up and down but at the same time their pitching has just not been up to par and there's just constant of giving up six runs or more which i get it's not major league baseball you're not expecting guys to throw perfect games you're not expecting guys to throw even seven innings of three-run ball, unless they're really, really good. But the pitching has been probably the bigger of the two issues for Bemidji State. Yeah, it's just, it's been rough. So moving on, Ian, and we'll touch on this last thing and we'll call it a podcast. Um, uh, Volleyball had their schedule released and, you know, BSU Volleyball looking to pick up some momentum from last season. But is there any kind of interesting matchups or things that you poke out and go, oh, that's an interesting like non-conference matchup considering that there's not a, a ton of them in, in a volleyball season.
1: It's gotta be Alabama Huntsville, man. Uh, that's the only thing that comes <laughs> to mind. Um, I, like we've talked about with some of these programs today, volleyball has not been the strong suit of BSU athletics, but uh, a little bit of a rivalry game from back in the division, three days uh, for men's hockey that carried over a little bit into the later stages of the WCHA. Uh it, Alabama Huntsville versus Bemidji State, it's always going to generate some public, you know, discourse, at least no matter what sport it's played in.
0: How many people can be like, oh, sweet, a college hockey game in October or in, uh, in <laughs> September? <laughs> this is gr- wait a second.
1: Girls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty it, much. It, yeah. Um, oh. there, there is one other thing, by the way. Uh, we didn't touch on track and field at all, and I just want to give them credit. We've only touched on them once or twice this year. Um, their season's wrapping up uh, sort of soon as well. They collected 13 top five finishes at the Holst Invitational this weekend, which is according to bsubeavers.com a solid Saturday for the Bemidji State women's track and field team. So, I say so, yeah. Um, again, kind of an individual thing. Um, you're competing. Uh, by yourself against other people's times and distances and that sort of thing. So they have some more uh, events coming up. There's two things scheduled for the 27th of April, which is tomorrow, which I don't understand. They are both in Iowa. So maybe those towns are close enough to each other. You might send
0: like half the team to one half. Yeah.
1: So there's the Drake relays and then there's the Kip Janverin Uh, that's in Indianola, Iowa. Uh, so that was
0: a weird place, man. I don't I don't try <laughs> and make sense you of
1: know. it. And then they have a couple more uh, events in Moorhead and in Fargo um coming up in later, later April and early May. Um so yeah, we'll keep you posted on them if there's any big headlines for the track team. Um, but that's it. I think that might be the first time we've touched on each spring sport in an individual episode. We've dotted the I's, you know, and crossed the T's, but mostly it's just been a lot of softball, golf, and bringing up baseball you know every (laughs) podcast so um, we're a
0: glutton for punishment and that punishment is having to bring it up uh each week but you know it is what it is uh and we haven't really this is our first when's the last time we haven't talked hockey on this podcast again
1: um yeah, it's been a while and I guess technically you just did. You know, I think I think we brought that up when soccer finished. It's like it's the first week we haven't talked about women's soccer and then you're like, "Well, you just brought it up." So, as long as we do that every week, we did talk about hockey. Hey, um, you know,
0: uh BSU men's hockey will have a home and home with UMD. We know that for sure.
1: Yep, the CCHA hasn't released its schedule yet, but uh the NCHC has and we are on the Bulldog's schedule, so we know at least what that we'll be playing them. Um so you can start to fill in the dots uh, along the rest of the schedule.
0: So there you go. We talked men's hockey. We added it to the pot. We added it. We've, we've talked successfully from what October all the way through now, uh, all the way through April. April. So yeah. Cause so I'm we... sure the
1: next show that we do will probably be in early May. So uh, yeah, you got, you got your fill.
0: We got, we got it. We got it. We'll keep the streak alive next time. Tune in Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, YouTube, Follow us on uh, Twitter and all the other places as well. Uh, We'll catch you guys next time.